Hey everyone, welcome to the Megan May Podcast. I am your host, Megan May, and I am so excited you are here. I am a wife, mom to four, entrepreneur, small town girl, people pleaser in rehab, faith follower, and just your average girl next door. Enough with the small talk, let's dig deep. I am excited to share with you in this space real and imperfect episodes of marriage, mom life, relationships, faith, adoption, and so much more. More than anything, I hope to inspire you to truly know how much you matter in this world. So grab a cozy spot, blanket, snack, or beverage of your choice and come exactly as you are and let's get started. Back in the winter of 2021, I was getting ready for the Christmas season. I am a mom of four kids, three who grew in my tummy and our youngest daughter who grew in my heart through a journey of adoption. At this time, back in 2021, I had my three kids who are Caucasian, just as my husband Jake and I are, and we already knew we were matched with an expecting mom who was due with a biracial baby girl that next February. And if you heard my podcast episode about my adoption journey, you will know that her race and gender were no surprise to me. As when she started weighing on my heart, or should I say growing in it, all I pictured was a little girl with big brown eyes, curly hair, and beautiful tan skin. But back to us getting ready for the Christmas season of 2021. At the beginning of that week, our oldest daughter came home super sick with a fever, chills, and everything else. It didn't take long for my son to catch whatever she had, and the next day our youngest son was sick as well. I am not someone who runs my kids to the doctor if I don't have to, especially during the winter season where sick germs are in full force in a clinic. But I knew we were supposed to head to Christmas at my husband's side, which consisted of about 90 people in a house since his grandma had 16 children. So I felt the right thing to do out of respect for the 90 others was to take my kids in to see what was going on. Naturally, I am someone who always runs late when I am even just by myself. So getting three sick kids into a car was not going to help my time management in any way. On top of that, I live in the country and the nearest facility that had an appointment availability was 25 miles away on Minnesota winter roads. We arrived and I forgot this clinic had expanded and had several new entrances. I picked the middle one and we all frantically ran in late. While waiting in the line to check in, my anxiety was on overload and I was staring at the long line hoping it would magically move a whole lot quicker so we didn't miss the appointment. I eventually looked down at my kids, who were somewhat standing behind me, and then I noticed their faces, staring blankly all in the same direction behind them. And my heart sank as I then went from their staring eyes to this tennis-looking ball that was attached to a stick held by a hand which then led me also to stare at a lady with dark glasses on who happened to be blind. Hey friends, guess what? I have some very exciting news to share with you. As you know, I have a deep passion for giving and helping others feel like they matter in this world. So I started a website called You Matter Boutique. 
if you know anyone in their adoption journey or foster journey who grow their babies in their tummy or their heart and you want to send a gift helping them to know they matter in this world, check out my website, www.youmatterboutique.com. 10% of the proceeds will go to helping other foster and adoptive families in their journey. I cannot wait for you to check it out. Mortified that my kids were rudely staring at this blind lady, I instantly reacted. I snapped my fingers loudly and gave them the most stern look to turn around instantly and look forward. I felt awful and selfishly, I was grateful that she could not see my kids and would be possibly hurt by the horrible intense stares they were giving her. And just then, that cool stick with a tennis ball on the bottom tapped my youngest son's shoulders, and this sweet little voice said, It's a pretty neat stick, isn't it? My youngest son turned around to her and then looked at me worried that I would yell at him with my eyes again. She then asked him if he ever seen a stick like this before. He said no, and then she kindly pursued on about how this stick was just as valuable as his eyes were to him. She explained how she had a condition where she can no longer see very well, but that this stick has become her sight. She then proceeded to inform them of how she uses the stick, and suddenly she tapped the little ball by his shoe and said now she knows that she can't come any closer because her stick told her so. And before I knew it, all three of my kids were holding the stick, and she was teaching them how to use it. She then looked at me and smiled, and I smiled back at her, so thankful for her grace and extended kindness to my kids. You see, to my outside eye, it looked like my kids were rude and judgmental and everything I was not raising them to be. But to her eyes, my kids were loving and curious, and simply, they were kids. The front desk called us up and very quickly informed us that we were in the wrong place and needed to go to a different door. So we all started running down the hall and I never saw that woman again. To be honest, I often wonder if she was an angel that God had sent behind us at that exact moment. To not just teach my kids a cool, valuable lesson about being blind, but to teach me about the grace of others' stares to the innocence of children's questions. What I did not know that day was that this woman's teachings set me up to handle life as a mom to an adoptive daughter who is a different skin color than I am. And the first time I connected the situation of that woman to my own life was several months later in the car with my oldest daughter's friends for her birthday party. We received our adoptive daughter, Marin, that next February. And when she was born, she was very light-skinned. And her newborn pictures even match our other children's. But as she got older, her skin started to get darker and darker, which we knew would happen. I remember picking up my oldest daughter's friends from school, and we were heading to a pool to celebrate her birthday. While driving, my very proud daughter started talking about her new baby sister. And in conversation, one of the girls asked if they could see a picture of her since they hadn't seen her yet. My daughter excitedly asked for my phone and proceeded to show her friends her new little sister. I was looking through my rearview mirror and I could see the excitement and love of seeing the cutest little baby in all these photos. 
but I could also instantly sense the confusion on their faces in the fact that it probably didn't cross an 11-year-old's mind that she would not be the same color as us. Now, in this moment, I could have totally put on my mama bear mode and felt instantly offended, judged, or very frustrated. But here's the deal. We live in a small town, and there just isn't adoptive babies on every block of our neighborhood happening right now. So instead, I instantly thought of that blind woman and seized it as an amazing opportunity that just presented itself. And I started talking to these girls about Marin. I told them how some babies grow in tummies like they all did with their moms, but some babies grow in hearts. And then I proceeded to explain in preteen language of how she grew in mine. We talked about skin color, and then I asked them if they had any questions. And they did. And it was so wonderful. These girls did not have a judging bone in their bodies. They were just curious. And I know if any of their mothers were in the car with us that day, they would have probably wanted to crawl in a hole and hide. And I get it. I think we can often feel instant judgment from someone's stares, body language, or even poor choice of words. But in the moment, it allows us the opportunity to take time and educate someone. If we instantly choose to be offended first, we miss this great opportunity of giving grace, to teach, and to hopefully make a positive impact to that person moving forward. I have seen these girls multiple times since that car ride, and you best believe it, if they see Marin with me, they are all over that girl loving her up. Not only that, but I also hope that in the future, these girls become little teaching vessels to other kids when they are staring at our family confused or ask questions. Since that birthday party, I have had the most amazing conversations with both young and older people by simply educating them in hopes that it teaches them. Because let's face it, when we know better, we do better. Prior to our adoption journey, I was someone who could have completely offended another adoptive mom. I know I would have said the wrong verbiage, and I would have used the words such as, oh, your child was given up for adoption versus placed for adoption. Or I would have casted judgment on a birth mom, saying harsh things about her lifestyle choices and decisions. I know for a fact that if a family looked unique, I could have been viewed at them as staring rudely, when really, I just wanted to know how their story came to. I never did any research into the adoption space prior to us being called to the journey. So why would I instantly get offended or expect others who have no adoption background to know these things? Yes, I do know not all stares and comments will come from a place of humility. And I do know there will be a time when someone hurts myself, my husband, my daughter, and her siblings' hearts by their comments and words. And I know internally, I will want to punch them and I will want to say hurtful things back. And in those times, we will deal with that as a family together. We know God did not call our family to look different on by accident. He called us to make a difference, to educate, to give grace, and to extend our hearts, and to hopefully make a positive impact on other families behind us with heart-growing babies. And so that is what we know and that is what we will do together. Your family might not have an adoption background, but maybe it looks different in some other way. Maybe you have a child with special needs, Down syndrome, fetal alcohol syndrome, autism, 
or sensory disorders. Please take the time and educate us. You might have a child who suffers from anxiety, dyslexia, ADHD, communication disorder. Please excuse our ignorance and educate us. Maybe you have an interracial family and we accidentally use the wrong terms. Please extend grace and educate us. Maybe you have a family with Crohn's disease, celiacs, food allergies, or certain intolerances. Please educate us so we can help understand what they are going through. How can we learn and grow and love your children and love your family if you don't educate us? When we look at this in the big picture, is this problem really with them or is it with us? If you are always getting offended by other people, then maybe you need to be a voice of help instead of a voice of complaint. How can they have an opportunity to do better if you don't do your job as the expert in your situation to educate? My best friend's son is on the autism spectrum. And let me tell you guys, he is the coolest kid. And you know why he's so cool? It's because his mom forgave me for using the wrong terms and she educated me on how he ticks. She informed me about what he loves and what bothers him. And because she took interest in his interests, so did I and so did my family. This last summer, my son had to drive our golf cart over to their house after finding a unique snake in our woods because he knew this kid would not only love this snake like crazy, but he would also explain every last detail about this snake to him so my son didn't have to research it all himself. I received Snapchats of my son with this kid and the unique snake, and you know what? It made my heart so darn happy. None of that would have happened had this mom been upset by our lack of education on autism. I have also watched her educate our school and our community, and I have been out and about where several awesome conversations have come up with people about her son. Like I said, he is a really cool kid. So I challenge you just as I challenge myself. Let's be more like the blind woman at the clinic. Let's stop being offended a victim, and a complainer. And instead, let's be pleased with the opportunity. Let's be the informative teacher. We owe that to the children and the families behind us in the same situation. And to that blind angel behind me that day, thank you for the unforgettable impact you made on me and hopefully to anyone listening on this podcast. You are truly a gift. And remember, my friend, your story matters. You didn't come by it by accident. So let's help others understand how much it matters as well. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Megan May podcast. To follow more of me and my journey, please hop on to Instagram at you matter by Megan. As always, if you love this podcast, please share it with somebody, subscribe or leave a rating. Your love and support is greatly appreciated. And you know what? Go out and teach this world, educate them, love on them, and let's make this world a better place.